Welcome to the Make It Count podcast. My name is David. And my name is Matt. Uh, we are the Taylor Bros, and today is our first of the summer shorts. Woohoo! I hope you guys are wearing your shorts. <laughs> Was I meant to laugh there? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, summer shorts, it's shorter episodes, and we will dump, jump right into it. Not dump into it, we're going to jump right into it. So a little while ago, David sent uh, uh, wrote a blog post. This was last year, and it was titled Six Dead Simple Ways to Improve Relationships. And one of the things that you may have noticed if you've been listening along to us this year is a little bit more of an emphasis on trust. That theme has come up a few times, and I think that's going to be something that we flesh out more in, in future episodes as well. So this whole series is basically six trust building exercises in those relationships and what happens if you do what happens if you don't we'll put a link to that blog post in the notes yes because relationship is an essential and unsurprising element of trust um so as we go in the first one of these six dead simple ways to improve relationships is understanding the individual so it was, a, it was a number of years ago, I was sat in a pub with the director of football from a, a local um, football team. And we're talking about whether I should take on the role and join the team to uh, become a coach of the under 16s football team. Before you know it, I'm out there on the field with cones in hand and cones on the floor, running players through their paces, deciding who's going to be in the team that year, having conversations with parents, picking up the phone in the evening when you don't want to have to talk to anybody. And it, after a few weeks of this training on the field with the sun coming down in the summer and it's hot, I remember sort of thinking, I've got a fairly good idea of who I want to be in the team and who actually maybe isn't going to quite make it at this level. And one of the players, I remember thinking, I don't think they're going to be quite able to make it at this level. You know, there were some of the players who were pretty good, but this guy, I wasn't sure. So I remember having a conversation with him and I basically said, you know, it's just the two of us standing there after training one time. And I said, look, you know, you can stick with the team. Um, you can carry on training with us. You can even sign on. But I don't know how much you're really going to play. Um I think uh, you might want to look to play for another team. And I thought I'd been open. I thought I'd been fair. And next week, none of the players that were his friends turned up either. So suddenly I had five players that weren't coming along. There were oh, him wow. and four others. And I don't know if you remember, we went on holiday to Prague. And mm -hmm. it was the first yes. game of the season. And I remember sitting in the lobby in this holiday, on this holiday in this hotel, looking at my phone, getting messages from my assistant manager telling me that, you know, one of our players had got injured after like 10 minutes. So they had to play the rest of the game with 10 players and we lost 6-0. And it all came about because I had that conversation with that one player, <laughs> didn't take the time to understand him as a person and just only him as a football competent, and even understand some of the relationships around that. And that made the whole season tough. Mm. Yeah, wow. So you you clearly, some of the underline to this, this first habit or this first action, is not just understand the individual. It's like, take time to listen, to really understand, and don't just assume. And I think, obviously, what you 
maybe assumed was, oh, this is purely just about football competencies and you completely forgot the relational aspect of a football team, especially for teenage boys. They yeah. want to play with their mates, ultimately. Exactly. I look back at it and I'm a bit ashamed because it's like, well, if, what's it, what 15, 16-year-old boy wants to be told, oh, you're not good enough? Because he's not yeah. going to bat and of course he's going to take his friend somewhere else. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh... I shouldn't have cared. Like now, my my much mature, almost ten years older self would be like, "Yeah, just have him along. Like he'd have played." Isn't like maybe that idea that I need to prove myself as a manager isn't as important as helping develop those kids. And I wouldn't have said I was trying to prove myself, but probably that didn't help in that moment. Uh, yeah. It was tasty. So I didn't wow. understand him. I didn't take the time to go. Well, what do you want from this season? Where do you see your role? actually you could play and you know they were just I didn't I didn't understand I didn't understand him and even now I'm just thinking yeah there were a hundred different better ways to do that yeah wow well I have a, a story to tell as well and it's actually of this going the opposite way it's going it's it's going well when someone did this well for me I remember sitting down in a chair in a small office with just a single window feeling pretty tired pretty exhausted, overwhelmed by the number of tasks I had to do in this job. And the first question out of this guy's mouth, my manager at the time, was, how are you doing, Matthew? Uh, and he followed it up quickly. He was like, I don't, I don't want to know how your tasks are doing. I don't want to know how the job's going. I want to know how you are doing. And that for me was like, wow. In that moment, I suddenly felt like, Whew, okay, I can forget about all of that for a minute. I've been seen and I I feel like I've been noticed as a person. The context of this was really interesting and helpful as well because basically he was a stand-in manager. The previous guy had left on short notice. And so he was the sort of the team lead that had been then put and elevated, promoted to the, the manager of that department out of his normal competency zone, also having to cover his normal work. But yet he was here taking the time to go, I'm not just trying to tick off a load of job tasks here. I want to know how you're doing. I think partly that came from his understanding. He'd been in um, in that situation for a couple of years, knowing the demands of the jobs and recognising this can really take a toll on you. And so that meant that every time that was a weekly in, uh, meeting we had, he, I would sit down and his first question would always be, how are you doing? I want to know how you're doing. You, you know, how are you sleeping? How are you feeling? You know, what what's going on with you? And that just meant that through the rest of the week, for that short time that he was still the manager before he left as well, uh, <laughs> I was able to kind of, it was a new energy. And whilst I knew, okay, I wasn't necessarily going to be able to lean too strongly on him because he's already overwhelmed. I knew that I had someone that had my back. And that gave me a bit of, a bit of a lightness in my step in what was a pretty difficult time. And actually, it was to turn into a really difficult time because the guy that came after was the complete opposite, was completely task focused and did not see me and I was invisible to him. And so the difference was night and day. It, and I will never forget him because of that, even though we only crossed paths for a few months. Yeah. So you just felt every time you had those sort of like weekly meetings sitting there, he started with the, how are you, Matt? And that yeah. was like, oh, he wants to understand me. He's taking the time to understand me. And like you said, that was a that strengthened that relationship. But also, 
it gives you really fond memories of that years later it is years later now and that you still remember that hey he showed he wanted to understand me and he took the time to actually do that and yeah. so that's i suppose what we're talking about today you know these dead simple ways to improve relationships well the number one is understand the individual attend to that listen take the time because when we feel that we know how valuable it is and when we give that it can strengthen that relationship and we know the inverse is also true when we misunderstand or don't take the time to understand it reduces that and i suppose this is all from the stephen covey framework of the emotional bank account you are either withdrawing or depositing and these are we're hoping you help deposit you know in people um that in these relationships if you understand the individual you're going to deposit they're going to feel grateful that's going to improve the bank account if you don't if you deliberately misunderstand or even accidentally misunderstand actually or you don't take the time to understand at all you're making a withdrawal and yeah. that can harm that relationship. Absolutely. And it can turn into either a, a virtuous cycle or a vicious cycle. So if you've lost trust, then often what happens is people start to assume, you start to maybe assume bad intentions on their part or bad motives and they do the same to you. And, and it's very difficult. So at some point, we have to almost take that intentionality step and go, right, I'm going to assume the best of them and the way I'm going to do that well is I'm going to take time to listen, take time to try my best to understand them. And I may not end up seeing things as they do, but it helps me at least to understand where they're coming from. Definitely. So you can improve trust and improve relationships by number one, understanding the individual and this is our first of the summer shorts. We hope you have enjoyed it. Let us know what you're thinking about it. Um, we will see you next week for our summer short number two yeah